Welcome to our Clothed with the Sun daily podcast, our reading and meditation on the gospel of the day. I am James Thomas. Today is Saturday, June 24th, 2023. It is the feast of the birth of St. John the Baptist. Today's reading is from the gospel according to St. Luke. When the time arrived for Elizabeth to have her child, she gave birth to a son. Her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had shown his great mercy toward her, and they rejoiced with her. When they came on the eighth day to circumcise the child, they were going to call him Zechariah after his father. But his mother said in reply, No, he will be called John. But they answered her, There is no one among your relatives who has this name. So they made signs asking his father what he wished him to be called. He asked for a tablet and wrote, John is his name, and all were amazed. Immediately his mouth was opened, his tongue freed, and he spoke, blessing God. Then fear came upon all their neighbors, and all these matters were discussed throughout the hill country of Judea. All who heard these things took them to heart, saying, What then will this child be? For surely the hand of the Lord was with him. The child grew and became strong in spirit, and he was in the desert until the day of his manifestation to Israel. So happy feast of John the Baptist, everyone. The uh, feast of his birth. We, uh, <laughs> we usually, when we celebrate saints' days, we celebrate the day of their death. But John the Baptist is so important that he gets two days. He gets a birthday, and then also the day of his martyrdom. So there's so much to talk about with John the Baptist. I guess there is a very obvious point to be made here that is uh, spoken of by the saints over the ages, and that is that Jesus is the word, John is the voice. It's amazing how our faith puts all these concepts together. This is the Lord doing this. This is throughout the Bible. Throughout the Old Testament, there is this concept of wisdom, incarnate wisdom, very much in conjunction with the coming of the Messiah. And then John, when he writes his gospel, says he was the word and the word became flesh. But John is his forerunner. John was destined from all ages. John is the final prophet. John comes into the world to give testimony to the truth. He develops his own following. He leads many people to God. He leads people to repent of their sins and prepare the way of the Lord. We desperately need more John the Baptists in this day and age because people think their sins don't matter anymore. We've, we've lost the reality of our faith, which is Jesus came to forgive our sins. People don't want to even acknowledge that they need forgiveness anymore. John came to prepare hearts to receive the word, the word that was spoken at creation and all things were made. The word spoken by the Father. The word now that has become flesh. John is his voice. And so how apropos is it that his father is mute when he doubts that this will happen? When he, you know, kind of shrugs it off, kind of laughs. My wife and I are older. This, there's no way this could happen. Even though an angel, the angel Gabriel is revealing this to him. 
Zechariah is not with it. He's not with the program. It's different where Mary says, how can this be? When, when Angel Gabriel appears to Mary, Mary's not doubting it. She's just asking a question. Well, you know, since I'm a virgin, since I intend to be a virgin, how is this going to be that I'm going to conceive? And then the angel explains the virgin birth. The Holy Spirit will come upon you. With Zechariah, it's more of a doubt. And so, I mean, whatever you want to call it, a punishment, a penance, just a sign that, uh, you know, it's in our faith, we often think of this in a very negative way of, of sin and, you know, penance and things like that, like we're being punished. It's not so much a punishment. It's, well, he's not ready. We don't want him speaking. <laughs> we, we can't have the word, the voice affected in this way if he's going to still have doubts. So his faith still needs to grow. And he shows that his faith has grown when he says John is his name. That's proof that, okay, he's with the program now. He gets it. He's putting his faith in it. Let's allow him to speak once again. So with the arrival of John, his father now gets back his voice. Whereas John is the voice. I was just thinking about how, you know, when we speak the truth, we will eventually be listened to, even if not initially. And we get discouraged because very often we're speaking the truth initially. Because, I mean, nowadays, I'm just thinking of our political culture. If you point certain things out that's not part of the press's narrative, then you're known as a conspiracy theorist or a hater. They have all kinds of little names for you, even though they can't even define what those names mean. And they don't have any alternative explanation for things. Uh, you're not allowed to speak the truth because it doesn't go along with the narrative that they're trying to push. But eventually the narrative falls apart. Eventually people find out the truth. We see in the news recently certain organizations trying to promote untruths that a man can be a woman, a woman can be a man, and all these other kinds of things having to do with sexuality. We saw what happened with the L.A. Dodgers on their pride night. No one was there for it. We saw what happened with Target and Bud Light and Kohl's. They promote certain things that are against the truth, and then they lose all their customers. They lose tons of money. I was even thinking of the Dallas Cowboys. I don't know how it is right now, but if you go back a few years and you take a look at um, what NFL teams formally support Planned Parenthood, and a few years back, the Dallas Cowboys were the only ones on the list. And, you know, ever since then, they haven't really, <laughs> I think that they haven't, they haven't made it to the Super Bowl since like the early 90s, something like that. They haven't done well. They haven't done well in the playoffs or in the regular season, even though the whole rest of the country wants to focus on them, call them America's team. They haven't done well. They forfeited God's blessing. A couple of years ago, when the Eagles won the Super Bowl, and even, I mean, this past year when they went to the Super Bowl, but especially that year that they won, when you when you talk to the players, they were talking about their faith. And I was I, I had actually attended a training for police chaplains, and one of the um, speakers at this training was one of the chaplains of the Eagles football team. And he said, I'm so proud of this team. He said, winning the Super Bowl is secondary. He said, I've been chaplain for 20 years, and I've been trying to get these guys to pray together. And he said, this year I finally, 
experience that I finally accomplished that. Not only did they pray together, they prayed like four times a week. They had a prayer group for the wives. They had a Bible study for the players. They baptized numerous players during the course of that season. The whole season was about Jesus. And then look what happened to the team. They gelled together and they ended up winning the Super Bowl. And as soon as they were asked at the end of the Super Bowl, you know, who do you want to thank? Now, this is crazy because people like Tim Tebow, you know, they make fun of him to no end. But this is an entire team that won the Super Bowl. They asked the coach, you know, what do you have to say? He said, I want to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It was immediately after the game. And then they go to all the other players and they're all saying the same thing. How amazing. And we know that the two quarterbacks for the Eagles that year, Carson Wentz and, um, oh my goodness, well, Nick, Nick Foles. Why did I forget his name? How could I? Carson and Nick both were very, very devout churchgoers and talked about it all the time. Nick uh, Foles wrote a book and I can't wait to read it. And it's, a, it's about his faith. So when we speak the truth, the voice comes through us. There's also certain political candidates, and although they certainly have their flaws, more and more we see it when people are speaking the truth in this world of lies. You see then the rallies that are jam-packed, stadiums completely filled with people because they're saying, yes, I want to hear the truth. Even though we know, yeah, there's negative truths here too. You've messed up in, in all these different areas. At least you're being straight with us about it, the good and the bad. And people want truth. People want to know what's really happening and what we're going to do. How can we fix things? How can we change things? So this is what John the Baptist was all about. John the Baptist is a great example for all of us. His example of preparing the way of the Lord, plain and simple, speaking the truth. We just talked about a great deal about the truth. Let's talk about preparing the way of the Lord. And I mentioned this as well already. You know, we have a calling to help others. We can't help others until we help ourselves. And we can't be filled with grace unless we are not filled with sin. As long as we're not confessing our sins, as long as it's not about repentance, then we ourselves, we can't claim to be Christian and we can't help others. You can't put anybody else's oxygen mask on if you haven't put your own on first. So John the Baptist lived a life of penance in preparation for Jesus. We all need to learn from this, myself included. We all need to grow in a penitential spirit. We all need to grow in the truth. And we have this obligation, all of us, to lead ourselves to Jesus and to lead others to Jesus. John is our example. He is our mentor in this, how we do it. Also, another point that comes from this feast is the hope of a child. There is so much good pro-life material in these readings about John the Baptist. The fact that the babies in the womb are interacting with each other. The one blesses the other. Jesus says, no man born of woman is greater than John the Baptist. And it's always been a, a long-held belief that Jesus in the womb sanctified John the Baptist in the womb. So that, you know, we speak of Mary being immaculately conceived, but we speak of John the Baptist being immaculately born. Babies very often are baptized after they're born. In the case of John the Baptist, he was already baptized before he was born. And then he was able to baptize others. Otherwise, what does he have to give if it hasn't been done for him already? So 
Elizabeth is a, a, gives a testimony to us when she says to Mary, as soon as I heard your voice, the child in my womb leapt for joy. And we want to say it's okay to kill that child in the womb. We want to say that's just a blob of tissue. We want to have abortion rights that go up to nine months. Never mind the first month. All of them. You know, a new human being has formed. And John the Baptist was already doing a whole lot when he was in the womb. He was already fulfilling his vocation in the womb. And it's that hope of a child, the hope of a child that opened up the mouth of Zechariah that created all this wonder. It says the people continued to talk about it. They continued to ponder it in their hearts. And then John grew in wisdom and grace and age, etc., getting ready for his mission. So we ask the Lord to give us this faith, the faith that grew in Zechariah. We ask the Lord to give us hope today, the hope that exists with a child. And we all have reason to have this hope if we have a relationship with Jesus that he's going to do bigger and better things in our lives as we go. And also the great love that they had for their child. Help us, dear Lord, to grow in that love for one another, especially those around us, especially the young people that you've placed in our lives. Help us that we all shepherd one another into the kingdom, preparing the way of the Lord, knowing that when the Lord arrives, our sins will be taken away. And we have reason to hope for every good gift to be given to us, every grace and ultimately eternal happiness. I hope everybody has a great day. God bless you.